good? What's good? You already know I'm here. You already know the vibes. Hey, hey, hey. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Back it again. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you know the vibes. Back again with another Motivation Monday. What's good? What's good? What's good? You already know the vibes. Back again with another Motivation Monday. Hey! Hey, Simon, baby. Simon, Simon, Simon. You know the vibes. Back at the game with another Motivation Monday. It's your host, Malcolm Creighton. And today I have my really good friend, Julia Calvillo. <laughs> well, it's good. Say it. I you said, said it, it right. You said that, it right. But that's good. Um, this is actually round two, man. We tried to do it one time, and we kind of definitely got off topic. Uh, I listened to it, redid it, and just like did a lot of rethinking. And it just wasn't what we thought it would be and what we hoped it to be. And to honestly help you guys... Um, just with the topic, you know, because that's the whole point of the podcast is for people to understand um, things that are going on in the world and how we can fix it from two different views. So um, how are you doing? I mean, how's it been the past week? You know, it's been a little bit hectic. Just working and yeah, no, that's it. Just working. Just working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally feel that. I've been at work probably every day this week but yesterday and I'm going to go into a long week of work and just a bunch of other stuff and hopefully uh, we can get it down. But you already know the topic. It's just hookup yeah. culture and uh, <clears throat> that it that it does exist and like how can we fix it and how we can stop other generations uh, not get into that and honestly, why does it exist? Um, I don't know. I don't know. What would you say hookup culture is first? Like, what would you? What is your definition of it? Um, I would think hookup culture is really like so everyone just wants to. I mean, they want the affection of somebody else. You know, they, they want the sensual aspect, but they want they don't want to be tied down. It's more of like a, I can get what I want from you and have no strings attached type of thing. I totally agree. Why would you say, uh, or how would you say it started? Like where, where in our, I don't know, I guess our generation, you know, because like when we look at like, I guess our parents and other people, you know, I see a lot of old couples, like for instance, I'm a server. So I see a lot of uh, grandparents that come in and I'm like, oh, how long you guys been married? They say 30 years, 40 years. And it's just like now. We don't see that, you know, Ever. especially now with people with our age, you know, like 18, 19, 20, or like 30 or younger, you know, they're already broken up, kids with different people already and things like that. How come it's like that for us, but back then it never was? Well, I think a lot of it is social media, for one. If you think about it, um, the older generations, they actually had to process their emotions. <laughs> they couldn't just run to like Twitter, Instagram, um, and they actually had to process the emotion for one. Um, which I think is why a generation has such a high anxiety rate to begin with. But, um, you know, everything is so instant. You can reach out to somebody, call them. You can see what they're doing on social media. Now, like back then, um, you had to show up at their house, that type of thing. Um, dating is completely different. You know, you don't ever see people going, like, on uh, not old school dates, but something of a higher manner. So, like, um, opening car doors or uh, meeting the parents very soon or when it's serious. Um, you don't ever see that. And I don't I – don't, really know exactly why uh, maybe it's just because our generation is evolving in different ways than older generations and things are definitely different like you know tattoos are more acceptable now and very true that type of thing I definitely totally agree with you like on the social media aspect I was actually thinking like social media and the music industry you know I totally feel like those two are our main reason why uh, hookup culture drugs sex money and things like that are such a big deal especially for us because all you do is hear it in your favorite songs, you know, our idols, our icons are people that we look up to, you know, I wouldn't say we're not necessarily looking up to our parents anymore, mm -hmm. but we're looking up to people that are making millions and millions of dollars, you know, because yeah. that's what we all fiend off of. And like, 
when you hear, I don't know, your favorite artist Quavo is just talking about sex, drugs, money, and how he has all these different girls, you know, then you hear uh, other people say, like, sex, drugs, money, you know, and, like, it kind of, like, I was thinking, like, no one, I wouldn't say that no one really likes Jay-Z, but no one really likes Jay-Z. Nobody likes Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z, but, like, no one really likes Jay-Z, but compared to, like, Quavo or other people who talk about sex, drugs, and money, you know, Jay-Z's tied down, he has two kids, you know, he's married to Beyonce, you know, probably one of the most beautiful women to ever walk the planet. And he has one lady versus someone who has right, all the other things. Let's, let's, all right, let me stop you right there. Jay-Z has one beautiful woman, right? You know. Correct. He cheated on her, though. Correct. So at that point, you know, is it any different? I mean, no. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, a lot of people talk about how Beyonce is so beautiful and, like, how could you cheat on that one? But, like, at the same time, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. That's very true. And so... We can only see what's happening on the outside, and maybe their marriage is a wreck on the inside. But I mean, looks aren't everything. That's very true. So if you, for instance, let's just take those two people, Jay Z, who cheated on his wife, but we all know that he's legitly in love with her and he's with her, you know, versus Quavo, who has several different significant others. Which which one are you taking? I'm gonna take Quavo because his morals are set. Jay Z, if he's cheating on his wife, at the same time he doesn't love her. You know, he doesn't know what he wants. You don't cheat on somebody you love. So you'd rather be... I'd rather be honest. Okay. I mean, that makes a honest. lot of sense. That makes... Now, um, morally, I'd rather be, you know, in a committed marriage. <laughs> of course. But I'd rather be honest than lying to myself about what I'm doing, you know? I got you. I feel that. I understand. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. Like, at the end of the day, we all want just real stable love, you know? Mm-hmm. And I totally think that it comes back to... um our parents, you know, like I was saying, like anybody who's younger than 30, and I come from a family of failed relationships, you know, mm-hmm. everyone older than me is no longer with the person they had a child with. That's right, yeah. You know, so I only know failed relationships, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't have any friends if their parents are still together, <laughs> you know. I, have, yeah. I actually just met some, just made some really good friends over the past couple of weeks, and their families aren't even together anymore. And so it's kind of crazy that, like, legitly all I know is failed relationships. So when I do see a family or some grandparents or something like that, I'm like, dude, bro, y'all are awesome. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy to even think that, like, you guys would ever separate. You know, like, the things we see on social media, like, oh, these people have been married for 80 years. That's things I kind of throw out for, you know? Well, like, I, and it all comes down to representation in your life. Like, your um, relationships growing up model how you look at relationships, you know, as a, as a whole. So, if your parents are divorced and, you know, obviously things are going to be a little bit rocky, you're not having a good role model. And then it goes back to social media like Quavo and Jay-Z and, like, you know, all of that other fun jazz. But it's just, it all comes down to representation. And, unfortunately, you're right. Like, it, it's it's not common to see people married for 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years, you know. It's not anymore. And... It's scary, you know, because now, since hookup culture is such a big thing, I'm pretty sure, let's say, in the next 10 years or when we have kids, you know, in the next 20 years, that's the generation we're going to live in, you know. And we're all in trouble because, you know, I think that we try to be like the old days. We try to do the old dates. We try to do the the, the dancing things and the, the way we dress. It's all old, you know, but we don't want to actually pick up the real characteristics of the old lives, like the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, you know. Well, no, yes and no. I think that, well, I could say that I could have been a little bit better um, at trying to, you know, stick to those types of morals. But, um, you know, being like an old school romantic or like a hopeless romantic in a, in a world of hookup culture is so hard. It is so toxic. It's it just so sad. It's so sad. 
because either one person is with it or one person isn't, you know? They're never down. Because then at that point, I mean, it ends up like an old school relationship. Exactly. And I think they're fearful of that. You know, they don't really want to do that. They don't ever really want to be tied down, like you said earlier. And um, it's just crazy to me on, like, how it even came about, you know, like, to where it even was like, oh, okay, this is okay. You know, yeah. Uh, because I'm not gonna lie, I was a part of that when I was younger. You know, right? I think sure. everybody's dabbled in it. Yeah, at you some know. Point. And so it's just crazy. Like, I mean, sometimes I try to take a look back, and my reason was was just like I didn't really get attention as a kid. So when I was getting the attention, it was from everybody. Right. You know, and I wanted that, and I fiend it for that for a little bit. You know, and until I finally realized, like, hey, this is not what I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to just talk to eight million girls at one time and then break the heart to you know when I find the right one you know I just felt like that wasn't okay I don't want a human being to be treated like that and I don't want to be treated like that you know so as a human being I grew up and I realized that wasn't okay but for other people I know they're still doing it you know yeah. I have a couple friends that still do it uh, I actually have a really good friend I'm not gonna say his name but um, his girlfriend is so pretty they're so cute together but they're no longer together no more it's cause she had enough oh. but he was just constantly, constantly, constantly cheating on her. And I'm mind-blown, bro. I'm like, bro, you have a really, really pretty girlfriend, and you're out here messing around for probably somebody that has, that doesn't want you, just wants to be in your pants. Like, they don't actually ever really care about you, you know? And, like, that's well, what hookup culture is. Again, it goes back to, you know, you don't know what happens behind closed doors because on the outside – and I talked about this before on social media, you know, this couple's great. They went to a pumpkin patch. Like, <laughs> you know, everything's wonderful. But then on the inside, somebody's lying, somebody's cheating, and one of them doesn't know. And it all comes down to, at the end of the day, what they're looking for. You know, you could you could have a pretty girlfriend. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if it's just surface-level attraction, that, that relationship's not going to survive at all, whatsoever. I don't think any relationship is ever going to survive because I really truly feel like they all want that surface level attention. Yeah. It's really, it's honestly so difficult to meet somebody and um, go in with the intent to be in a relationship. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, I'm not looking for that. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing right now? Like, (laughs) why are you speaking to me? I, if I had a dollar for every time that happened to me in the last two months, like I'd punch someone. It's just like, it, and honestly, I'm used to it at this point. So, like, whenever I do get the attraction, and I, I do have that attraction. It's like, I want a relationship with you. And I'm like, I don't want a relationship with you. But um, I just, like, I think I'm just tired of getting my time wasted. And I have standards and I have values. And I know that I've, I want good things for myself. So I'm not just accepting surface-level attraction. You saying, you know, hey, you look good on my Snapchat story is not the same as you, you know, really putting in effort. Like, I mean, it's great. Like, somebody can just be like, you look really good. That's great. What are you going to do for me as a person? Like, you know. But doesn't it start there? Sort of. So it honestly depends on how it, someone approaches it. So, like, I can tell two guys apart from just how they communicate with me or how they speak to me. So one guy, we'll call him guy A. Guy A could just be like, you know, you look fine. <laughs> like, you look good. <laughs> like, huh, what's up with it, you know? And it could be like 2 a.m. And then... You know, guy B is 11 a.m. Do you want to get breakfast? You look beautiful today. You know, it's just like, it's just tone of voice. And then it's a matter of what the conversation is. Like, you know, 20 questions. What age you, your virginity? That type of thing. Like, you know, you know that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The 20 questions like, what's your favorite color? Blue. What age you lose your virginity? Um, 
And then, you know, another thing is, like, you can start talking about, like, Mac Miller. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, you can always tell two people apart. And that's surface level. And if you pass surface level, then, yeah. But if not, no. I Back to, like, guy A, guy B, right? So <laughs> I definitely agree with that, you know. Yeah. But does it not start off as a compliment? It could. Because, I mean, at the end of the day. But it depends for, on what for, type of compliment. You know For what instance, saying? let's just take social media or just in person, you know. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I'm not just going to see you in, in, like, real life and be like, hey, you trying to go get breakfast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened to you? <laughs> no. Uh, One, me personally, I don't have the guts. Two. That's so funny. Um, I don't know if anyone has the guts to do that. I've, I've had a few people just be like, hey, do you want to go grab coffee or do you want to grab dinner? Like, Did you know them? Yeah. Nah, see, see, that's what I'm trying to say. Before you guys even know each right. other. Right, but I've also had complete strangers be like, hey, can I take you to brunch on Sunday morning? Absolutely. Like, that's so kind. Let's get to know each other. Rather than, hey, let's go do some hardcore drugs in a van, you know? <laughs> like, there are two totally different people. I'm, I get what you're saying, though. Like, it does start off, it could start off as a compliment. But it, it kind of depends on what kind of compliment. You know, like, if it's one of those, like, come over tonight. You know, like, those kind of compliments. I'm that's like, not a compliment. He just trying to smell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Welcome to hookup culture. Thank you for coming to my PGR talk. <laughs> Yeah, he was just trying to smash. That's not a compliment. That's just that's what I'm guys saying. But like, dumb. that's what I'm saying. But they'll start off as a compliment. They'll be like, "You look so fine today. Just swipe up my store. You look so fine." And I'll be like, "Thank you." And then they'll be like, "What you doing tonight? You trying to come through?" And I'm like, "No. Like, you can just leave me alone if you just." It's so funny. And like at the gym, it happens too. Like they'll just come up to me and be like, "Hey, can we go get drinks?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. If you just let me work out, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it." Just because like I stopped looking. I stopped looking. And for so many years. Malcolm, it was just like, I need a boyfriend now. Like I, I went, you know, from relationship to relationship. Like I think the longest I've ever been single was maybe a month, if that. And that's generous. Why did you feel the need to be in a relationship? Because for the longest time I felt like I couldn't be alone. And now here I am alone and I love it. I absolutely love it. But I like being with somebody and I like having to know that like I have that relationship mentally and you know, sensually like I'm just not a part of hookup culture and I shouldn't go the rest of my life being single and lonely. Of course not. If I don't want to be. And I, so basically like what I'm saying is I've accepted being alone because it's peaceful. Like I know that I can be alone. I know that I can survive alone, but I want to be in a relationship. That's the difference between then and now, you know? Okay. So we can take a a trip back to the past two episodes, right? Mm -hmm. So last week I did one with my friend Hunter and we talked about uh, just the impact of like, human interaction, you know, and the week before that I did one with Claudia and it was just about mental health and depression, things like that, you know, um, people, our generation swears up and down that you have to make peace with being alone. And I understand that I do. And maybe because I'm coming from the, I'm coming from being alone to actually being with a lot of people now. Right. Uh, so that's probably why I don't really get it. But I don't, and I don't think I ever will get it because I don't get it. We're put on this earth from two diff- from two people. At the end of the day, we were made from somebody else. Everything we do in this world is never going to be done by ourselves, you know. So why does everyone feel the need to make peace with being alone? Not saying that you should just go on a boyfriend every right. single week, you know. Yeah, see, or- I was a bo- I was a boyfriend binger for sure. <laughs> like. I had them, it was a revolving door and my parents can testify. They literally the other day, they go, I don't want to meet any more men if you're not going to be serious with them. And I was like, oh, did you know that I'm the one getting my heart shattered by these men? <laughs> like, well, at the same time, like I've been on a couple dates and they've all just, I don't know if they're going to hear this, but they, 
They they were trash, yo. They it wasn't even the dates. It was just personalities, trash, trash, absolute trash. personalities. I had a guy. Oh, this is rough. I had a guy give me a lot of backhanded compliments, and I was like, um. And then he was like, "You don't need any more tattoos," and I was like, "I didn't need your opinion. Mm. Don't need your opinion." But thank you for that one, Chief. Um, but yeah, no, they were just like, we don't want to meet anymore. Or, or the men that we meet, we want to know that you're like in a serious relationship with them. Because I think my parents are really, they're fed up with the fact that all, me and all of my siblings, um, we just have a revolving door of, of significant others. And it's not my fault. What are your parents like? They're still together? They've been married for like 25, 25, 26 years. And they are so in love. So you've never seen like any fault in their like I, marriage? They are so perfect. I think that's why I have such high hopes for my relationships because my parents have gone through everything together you know like you've seen you, you've heard of I, I would hope that the love of your life you've you would have gone through financial issues death um there's two other ones financial death living together and then something else I don't know what the fourth one is but they've been through everything together my dad I mean my dad just balances out my mom my mom really keeps him very level-headed I get my temper from my dad unfortunately um but he's such a sweet man and like he does everything for my mom and my mom just kind of keeps the house under control like she's the matriarch he's the patriarch that kind of thing um they're so in love they got married after like seven months i believe they both knew that i mean they had both been married you know before um, but they knew that they were in love and they're like we don't want to waste any more time and they've been together ever since like they've i've never seen a fault in their relationship and that's hard that's cool so why do you feel like you've needed to have a significant other all the time if you already know that your parents or the relationships that you're seeing are i guess perfect right it's just a matter of like i that's what I'm saying. Like I crave that that love, that attention from a significant other. Because I am, ju- I'm literally just a hopeless romantic. Like I love being in love. I am in love with love. Same. And Keanu Reeves. And so I just, <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's why I have so high hopes for relationships. And that's why I think I keep getting my heart broken is because I put a lot of faith into men that aren't looking for that. And and surface level. They would, they would tell me that they want that or um, I would fall in love with somebody and they wanted to be stress-free or just like, you know, just dumb stuff. And I think that's what sucks so much. And I'm, I've had to suffer from it, but I think eventually it'll pay off. What is your definition of love? In your own words. <laughs> Can I do the towel thing again? <laughs> do whatever you okay. please. <laughs> so <clears throat> my definition of love, it's a very simple act, very sincere and it's just if your significant other was to be taking a shower, you take their towel that they're going to dry off with and you put it in the dryer so that whenever they get out of the shower, it's extremely warm and they're not cold. And that is love. And that is me. So how do you explain that in words of like a description? It's for people who it's don't the really simplistic understand that. acts of sincerity. It's priorities. It's small things. It's, you know, did you eat today or um, how are you feeling mentally? You know, like it's, it's caring. It's actually physically caring because I can sit here and just be like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm hooping or I'm, I'm at work. Okay, cool. Did you eat today? How do you feel mentally? Did you get enough sleep? Like these are all very small things that could be looked over and it could affect your relationship in giant ways. You know, like if one small problem goes uncommunicated, it becomes the worst problem massive in America, massive. And I that's, agree. And that's exactly what's, I think, happened to me. And that definitely happened in my previous relationship. But that's it. Like, it just, it builds and builds and builds. And all of a sudden, you look crazy for reacting. But they never want to talk about what made you react. But what if you're always talking about these things, right? And And it never gets solved? Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of talking? You guys talk, talk, talk. 
then, then at that point like, it becomes like you have no effective way of communication. That you either work on the communication or you call it. Because you can sit here and have the same conversation eight times, but if nothing changes, it's either manipulation or y'all can't communicate. So what if you're talking, 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 you fix it, you the person changes or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and then for the twentieth minute time they're still bringing up the same conversation. Just I don't do know. Do you why. do you feel like you Okay, so I think what I'm getting at is, like, do you feel like whenever you have that conversation, once it's solved, you should not talk about it again? Do I feel like that? Yeah. Correct. You think that it just shouldn't? Well, okay, it depends. It kind of depends because on the situation. It, because then it's just bringing up old, old stuff for no yeah, reason. Yeah. At that point, you're just rehashing. I'm just saying in general, we're in year four, right? And mm-hmm. you're still bringing up some stuff from year one. And we've talked about it, honestly. And it's been solved? Co- yeah, like a billion times between the past four years, you know. Why are you still bringing up? Why are you still bringing up year one stuff and year four for no reason? Unless it's still a continuous problem i don't think it should be brought up i exactly. think it should be left in the past exactly. i think it should be left in and the i past. think that's i wouldn't say the biggest problem with girls but i would say it's the biggest problem with relationships in general is that something happens and even though at the point blank period like nothing should ever happen in a relationship right you know right. what i'm saying but we're all humans we're not perfect we all do make mistakes and yes but more than twice is not a mistake. That's of a course, choice. It's a choice. That's and a choice. I, and I'm not talking about necessarily anything like super duper bad. You know, right. I'm just talking about just, like, just as surface in general. The, yeah, just anything, yeah. right? And no one, everyone just wants to live in the past. You know, point by period. Mm-hmm. And even before you meet this person, you know, they're like, "Oh, you guys start talking. It's you guys are in love, having fun." And just like, "Oh my God, my ex boyfriend Jimmy, my ex boyfriend Zachariah yeah. did all yeah. of this stuff to me," and I'm like, "Bruh." I'm saying, or it's like a dude, a girl is trying to talk to a dude. Right. Oh, my ex girlfriend, blah blah, did this. My ex girlfriend did this. I was, Bruh. I was just having a conversation with a guy, and he was like, we were talking about my ex, and all I said was just like things that I've been through, not really saying, not bashing him, just kind of like, and we talked about it, just the like mental hospital and him going to the gym, like just really messed up stuff. And all I said was, um, like, that happened, and he was just like, are you serious? Like, he was so pissed off. But it wasn't about me, like, talking about my ex. He was just like, I'm sorry that you went through that. And I think that's why it's important to at least communicate some of your past, but not all of it, because he doesn't need to know, or she doesn't need to know about any of your exes. Exactly. And so when I met my ex-girlfriend, that is exactly what I did with her. So when I first met her, I kind of just came off as a friend, you know? She right. was, I could tell, I wanted her, but I could also tell that she was going through things. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to come off like, hey, let's just go do this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, our very first day, we just r- literally went and had fun. You know, I just, like, wanted her yeah. to, like, just understand that, like, hey, I'm here for you as a friend, but I do want you more. And, like, let's just relax, have a good time. Mm-hmm. We did bowling, karaoke. We did all that stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, when she was telling me about her ex, I honestly only wanted to kind of hear the surface level stuff, yeah. you know. I didn't, like, say give me any details. I didn't really want any of that. I was just like, okay, what happened, blah, 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 blah. She told me, I was like, okay, stop right there. I'll never know what you're going through, how he did you, or whatnot. But all I know is I'm not here to compete with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to push that away. All I'm here to do is we move forward, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's all I could do. And I just felt like that's what I'm here for. And I think that's how people should kind of approach it because I kind of learned that over the past years, you know? Like, you're never, ever going to be able to replace anything that someone's went through, you know? Right. And it's not a competition because I'm not trying no. to compete with him. I'm not trying to compete with him. And I don't want her to be feeling like she's competing with so-and-so and so-and-so. Right. It, but at the same time, some people have trust issues. And then it becomes, well, why? You know? Because, like, you can be coming off in certain situations as overprotective or um, worrisome. And, and obviously your partner's going to want to know why. But, again, surface level. You know, you don't need to go into why Jimmy cheated on you with who or what. It's just, hey, you know, 
Jimmy is a douchebag and that's it. And then you move on. You keep going because at that point it, it's not going to help or aid the relationship if you just keep talking about it. I also think another problem with like hookup culture and why it's such a big thing is that um, we have a hard time understanding each other. We have a hard time understanding where each person is coming from. And so that makes people not want to commit because it's like, oh, they don't really need this. And my ex-girlfriend is kind of like brought them to my perspective about like love language. I swear. I oh, never, yeah. Yeah. I never Same. heard those two words until he was I was like, what's her. your love language? And I was like, English. I don't know. <laughs> Spanish I and English. I don't know. looked at her and said, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, But what pisses like, me what? off is like he then explained to me what love language was and then did the opposite, you know? <laughs> so I was like, if you could take your own advice, maybe we would have made it. But at the end of the day. My love language was not cheating. And that's it, Chief. I feel that. I feel that. It's just crazy. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. <coughs> wow. That was a sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I believe in love at first sight. How would you explain that? Not that, like, how you, why you believe in it, but, like, what do you think it is? I think love at first sight is, is mutual attraction uh, at the same level, at the same speed. And everybody is like on the same page. <laughs> I think that love at first sight is you meet an individual and if he passes the vibe check, then that's great. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. Yeah. If he passes the vibe check, then you just, I don't know. Uh, I'm getting all giggly now. Uh, <laughs> it cracked me up. Basically, it's mutual attraction. Um, and like we're on the same page. So like if we're really hitting it off, and I I have I have high hopes yeah. for uh, <laughs> our future relationship. I think that's love at first sight. That or it's you're talking to someone and, you know, y'all have been on a couple dates and, like, it's very early and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm in love with them. Like, that's maybe love at first sight. You know, you're in love with who they are as a person. That's, I guess, that, I don't know. You know? That's I a mean, good question. At the end of the day, that's just, we're all just entitled to our own opinion. So I was just yeah. trying to wonder, like, what I don't your know. definition was. I think it. love at first sight is just mutual attraction between two people who are on the same page and you are just really hitting it off together. And, like, it's not like a just, like, going on a date and hitting it off, like, simplistically. Like, it's really just like a, like, I know that I want to be with you right now. Like, I already know that our future looks great. You know, because I can't, I mean, I'm not a genie. And I can't. What is it? What is it that they What is it where they can tell the future? Um, uh, what is it? Um, what I'm is the thing totally called? blanking out because no, the thing that, that beep like, really threw me off. The thingy where they like this, in the center of the table and they kind of like read you your fortune. Magic ball. What is that? You know what I'm talking about? The person. Who's the person? I Sa- no, it's not a. It's not a wizard. I keep saying, I'm thinking psych, but it's not fortune teller. Ah. Is that uh, it? No. Yes, it is a fortune teller. <laughs> okay, so it's a fortune teller then. Anyways, I can't tell the future, but I have high hopes for what our relationship could be, or I really like your morals and the way that you respect me, and like I think that's love at first sight, sort of. But I think that's enough. I'm going to think of something later and punch myself in the face, because I was like, well, that was a dumb response. I mean, at the end of the day, it's everyone's opinion, you know? Uh, I think love at first sight is kind of just, I mean, that feeling that you just right. get, like you just see someone straight off the bat and you're just like. And you just know, like it's yeah. different. 
And there's honestly no true way to explain, like, just how you said about your parents, you know, they were together for seven months and they were like, they don't want to waste any more time, you know? It's kind of just like, I want to do this, you know? And, like, you can tell when they really want to do this, the actions, their their vibes, you know, just everything kind of just says, like, oh, yeah. I'm saying, like, right? It's it's you you know. You know. It's a feeling, but it's, like, it's different. Like, it'll hit you differently, too, when you know it. Like, you get excited way quicker, and, and you'll notice You'll notice you're like, oh, my God, I think I'm in love, but not, like, fully yet. You're like, wow, like, I really, I'm really down for this person. But then again, like, it can go back to, like, the I'm super down for this person. And, like, it ends up being a hookup culture thing, which I think is why I am so heartbroken over that kind of stuff. Is because I am all in. Like, I am literally all or nothing. And everyone is, like, doesn't even want to get their toe wet, you know? Yeah, and it's always going to be like that. And I'm pretty sure for the next five, ten years, it's gonna get worse it's um, there's yeah, there's yeah. tinder there's bumble there's instagram you know there's so many hey, things don't it's, hate on bumble i'm not don't hate, hate on bumble too. I'm, I'm hating on it all because it all needs to go away <laughs> it's <laughs> it's retarded it's crazy i matched with this vancouver uh hockey player or hockey player for vancouver and it was so funny because i so i really like to do this thing on bumble where uh i don't really say a pickup line because I don't think I need it, um, which is cocky. I don't think I need it. I'm funny and I'm cute and I'm loyal. So that time's like, mm, do I need it? No. Anyways, so um, I, I'll either just slide in one like a hiya or like some type of stupid punchline, like not even punchline, just like a stupid remark because I think I'm funny. And so I was like, a hockey player, this is really fun. So I just slid into, his, into the, the Bumble thing and I was like, uh, hockey is just ice lacrosse. He didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was only in Dallas for one night. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get my hopes up for this one. But I was like, hockey is just ice lacrosse. And he goes, um, not really unmatched. And I was like, someone got their feelings hurt. <laughs> 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 but that's it. It's just like oh dumb remarks like God. that. Like trying to be your future ex-wife or I love doing stuff like that just because like, I like to have fun with it and I don't have high hopes for Rumble. I don't, but there could be that one eHarmony match story. You know, it's like, I met him on Bumble. Like, I don't think it's ever going to be like He that. called me super thick, and now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trash. I don't really, I don't know. I can't do It is trash, though, because it's all hookup culture stuff. Like, if you look on, like, Bumble has the filter, which is, like, you're looking for, like, relationship or something casual. Um, and a lot of the times it'll be, like, don't know yet or something casual. But you'll get those very rare instances of one a relationship but then they're like i'm super caught up on my ex and i'm like i because i i don't really like bumble i really don't like bumble and i've been on a couple dates from bumble and i i don't really know if it's just that i don't like artificially meeting people if that makes sense like we didn't meet off of nature like i didn't meet you at like a whole foods I'm like yeah, i feel you that's a i actually would not meet someone at whole foods <laughs> it's a joke it's some it's a pot it's from a a, a Cody Co and Miller Miller thing. But anyways, so I didn't meet you off of just like pure fate, if that makes any sense. Like it's artificial. Like I had to meet you on Bumble and then we went on a date. So at that point, it's like I don't really have high hopes for it. Um, and I think Tinder, I have never even – I don't even want to play with Tinder. I've never been on Tinder. Don't really think I ever want to. Makes me nauseous. Like if you just <laughs> – it just makes me so nauseated. And Bumble's the same way because you just look at their bios. It's like don't want to date you, but I definitely want to hook up. And I'm like – I. All right. And so, and I'm on there like, I could be your wife, you know? And, and so it's like, people take advantage of that. People take advantage of that so wholeheartedly. Cause they'll be like, oh, I want to be with you. 
and like they don't want to be with you. And so I've basically just done this really natural thing of letting things happen. Like if I meet you, cool. I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going with the flow, but I'm not going to put in a hundred percent if you're only putting in 50. And I want to know your intentions straight up, like straight off the bat, because I'm not even going to waste my time. I am totally okay with going home and sleeping alone in my giant bed. It's so comfortable. I don't have anyone taking the covers from me. Good night. <laughs> I I'm, I know for damn sure I'm not getting cheated on right now. So it's like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I might be sad, but I'm not getting cheated on. Social media is only going to get worse. And Did you see that Instagram took off their likes? That's good. That's wild. I think it's amazing. I think I, I want to see what it'll, it'll ha- like what it'll do because I think that it'll it'll lessen the competition or the need for competition, but I don't think it'll stop it. It's good to a certain extent, yeah, for people's like I guess we'll say mental health. But one thing I do, I'm gonna kind of get off topic right here. That I do really like about social media is that it gives opportunity for our generation since we're so independent you know and we don't really want to do real jobs it gives us the opportunity to be self-employed you know and there's a lot of people who have who have changed their life right with social media yeah. there's people on there that would never be doing any of those things if it wasn't for social media you know or it would have been 20 gazillion times harder so i think that's the one cool thing about social media but the when thing, it comes to yeah. the dating and the hookup culture so stuff trash. it's so, so trash. trash and it's only going to get worse man. i hate bumble we don't even go outside anymore as kids to go play games or just be out there with friends, you know, and that's how you actually meet people, you know, like no one's ever outside. Like the neighborhoods, bro, they're vacant. You know what I'm saying? Like the, I remember meeting my first little girlfriend with some friends, right. you know what I'm saying? Like in a sewer or something, just like some just childish stuff, you know? I like five, five, I would say I'd get home at like 3.30. By like 4.30, everybody was on the block, dude. Literally. Like we were squatting up. Like it was so <laughs> fun. I remember like one winter we took a tarp a literal tarp and dug a hole while it was, there was like, I think a very considerate amount of snow. Like we should not have been outside. And we took just a giant tarp and dug a hole and made like our own little igloo. And like, that's so funny. Like it's, it's just so pure memories like that. And then like, you know, just like dumb stuff you did as a kid, but like, you don't have that now. The kids are so, and I've said this a hundred times. I refuse and no offense if you, you know, have done this or like you're doing this, but I also kind of like, "Mm." I refuse to give my child an iPad at the age of four or five and just let them at a family outing, just like sit on the iPad for six or you know seven hours. That's melting their brain. Do they not understand that you're literally making your child aid to social media? It is. But in the next 10 years, 15 years, it'll be like that. I mean, it's unfortunate, but if I have any, if I have any say so in like how I raise my kid, I think it would be, I want him or her. I want him to have a childhood you know like i don't want him to just be like i want to watch paw patrol for 18 hours a day no go outside and scrape your knees like i want you to have a childhood i want them to grow up and be happy because at that age you should not have to be so focused on an ipad or an iphone i didn't get my first phone to like fifth grade and now i'm attached to my phone but i had a i had a good childhood up till the age of like nine or ten but it's just the way where technology is going it's evolving so quickly it's it's literally only gonna get i wouldn't I mean, there's pros and cons to it, but it's just growing drastically, yeah. you know? Like, there's yeah. nothing that we as humans can do because, I mean, we kind of asked for this stuff back then in the day. You know, we wanted that touchscreen phone. We wanted that flat-screen TV. We wanted the touchscreen TV. We wanted all that stuff. We wanted better picture quality and things like that. And so now we're getting what, what we asked for, you know? And before you know it, I wouldn't necessarily say playgrounds will be gone, but they're going to be vacant, bro. Yeah. You know, like, it's not going to be... Think, I think school's going to be only online here in the next maybe... 10 years, 15 years, I think it'll be strictly online. Because if you think about all the mass shootings and unfor- um, as unfortunate as I think that 
online will definitely take a big precedent. In, oh yeah, in you school. know, but like, I know in schools now they do like um, you turn in your work like with your phone and things like that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They're giving the whole school iPads and things like yeah, that. So I, I totally understand. It fear. Oh my god, it fears me to bring a child into this world. I have nothing to give them. Why would I bring a child into this world when I have nothing to give them? So far, at least, it's you just have your like. Heart. Yeah, and that's, that's amazing. Said. But that's like, all they need. Yeah, but I'm saying like this world sucks, and like it fears me. Like if I were to get pregnant tomorrow, if I were to get pregnant tomorrow, like I I'd be so afraid just because like I don't want my kid going through any of the things that I did, any of the things, I, and especially in this world, like it's such a cruel world, unfortunately. And so that that leads me to a really good question. So how do you plan to make a difference for you? I want. Like, for me or, like, for my kid? For your kid. But how do you plan like to... A, just, like, a difference in general? Or like, relationships? Yeah. What are you doing to make a difference, you know? Because it, it starts with one person. I think that it's all about loving. Loving yourself. I think that I lacked that for so long. And it's I'm trying to teach my best friend now. Like, you have to value who you are as a person before someone else will value you. And I think that that's why a lot of... People now in our generation say that you have to accept being by yourself, which is true because if I don't value myself, I'm just going to sleep with whoever I want. I'm just going to sleep with some low-life dudes, like nicotine-addicted dudes who don't really have anything going for them. And that's why it's just you have to value yourself. You have to love yourself. Like, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, damn, dude, you're so Like, <laughs> but I'm also so funny. But it's just that's how I'm making a difference is I want everybody to understand, like, it's okay to be heartbroken for a while and it's okay to be alone. But at the end of the day, there's going to be someone that values you as a person and you'll wake up one day and you'll be like, wow, like I've been hurting for, you know, X amount of years, but now I have the rest of my life to live this love and this wonderful life. And I don't have a long time to live. Like I could die in a car crash tomorrow. So what am I doing? Yeah. Knock on wood. Right. My life is so crazy. I cheated death twice this year. Um, but congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's my biggest achievement. Um, yeah. And my thing is, is like I could die in a car crash tomorrow. And what life am I living if I'm just living in the past? Like I'm only going to be, you know, 19 for one year. I'm only going to be 20 for one year. Like these are all, these, I'm in my prime right now. And what am I going to tell my kids? Yes, I am. Don't shake your head. I'm in my prime. You're 19. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying like in my prime, like from like, I think like 17 to 25 or 26 is like your prime, like your prime years. So what am I going to tell my kid when I was 19? I was crying over some little boy. Uh-uh. I yeah. don't think so. No. It's part of life. Right. No, no, no. But I'm saying like I didn't spend all of my life being miserable. Like I'm going to want my child to know like, hey, I went through all of these things. Like it's okay to be heartbroken. And I did go through a period of time where I was just so depressed. I actually had someone. I posted a couple pictures from Ireland um, when I went in August. And there was a picture of me. Um that my ex's dad took of me and I was just looking like to the left or the right. Doesn't, doesn't matter. But someone slid up and they were like, you just look so sad in that picture. Like you can see like a couple bags in my eyes. Like I was tired obviously, but they were just like, you just don't look the same. Like you're glowing differently now. And at that time in my life, I was in the most denial I've ever been. I was so sad and so depressed. So I want my kid to know, like, you know, mom did go through these things, but you know, mom is here today to talk about it. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a wonderful person and I know that I have so much love to give and 
but I'm making a difference because I am trying to steer away from my generation. I'm trying to steer away from the hookup culture, from coming over at 3 a.m. and leaving at 7. Like, I, I want old school love. I want the doors to be open for me. I want someone to value me, you know? Like, I don't want to be having to check your phone. Like, I hate that. I hate having to be like, oh, like, who are you texting? And it's so toxic that my phone used to literally just, like, buzz. Like, it could be my, like, mail. And he would be like, who is that? Or he would grab it and look at it before I do. And I'm like, dude, relax. Like, I get that. But then, you know, people always say that if you're accusing somebody of cheating, that you're probably the cheater. And it's very true. <laughs> that, did that wake you up a little bit? Walk me up. Yeah. If you're accusing people of cheating, it's probably you that's cheating. But, um, and that also goes on the same double-edged sword of people who leave you with more questions than answers. They're <laughs> the answers themselves. So with all of that, how do you end hookup culture? What advice do you have out there for people that are participating in it? Uh, you will never be happy if you keep going at the rate that you are. You can continue this path that you're living. You can continue the pattern that you're doing, but you're looking for the same thing that you're, it's a void that you're never going to fill. And at the end of the day, someone can just be like, someone can be like, I only want to hook up with people and that's wrong. I think it's genuinely a lie because at the end of the day, like you're just wasting your time. Like, you know, you can have sex with someone one night. Great. But then you're going to go home and you're going to be lonely and then you're just going to keep doing it. So you're just going to be miserable. You're not healing yourself. You're really just finding something to occupy your time. And hookup culture is so toxic because of that. What are you doing? What is the end game? In my opinion, like you're just never going to be happy. You're looking for something that you're never going to fill a void for. You know, and you're you're tying your soul to these people, so you're hurting. And, like, surface level, people probably don't think that you are. But I know that when you're in the shower and crying, like, yeah, you are lonely. Or else you wouldn't be doing these things. And you're just, you know, you're a miserable person at the end of the day. I feel you. For anybody out there participating in the hookup culture, you're, you're buying nudes. You're doing whatever, man. Let me just going to tell you right now. One, it's not cool. It's not cute. It's no, no. It's not fun either, like she said, at the end of the day. You're going to go do what you got to do. You're going to go do your business. You're going to come back home. You're going to be by yourself, you know, and it's just going to be a cycle repeating. And then when you have kids, you know, or if, if you ever have kids, you know, the whole point of being on this planet is to make an impact in somebody else's life and to one day possibly repopulate, you know, so your bloodline does not. end. you know, like that's the whole point for us to keep going, keep going, keep going. You'll never, ever have that opportunity if you don't go out and actually meet someone that values you, that cares for you. And it's crazy to me because everyone reposts all these things on their story on social yep. media, Instagram, saying, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this, but don't ever want to do the work. They just uh -uh. want to wake up and one day be booed up with some dude for five years or some girl for five years, have some little boy or girl, have her the cutest thing on the internet. And it doesn't work like that, bro. You actually have to put in the work beforehand, like anything else you do, your career, sports, whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? You have to put in the work early. And then it gets to that, you know, those bonds like that you see on the internet are just made with money and things like that. I wouldn't say they're fake, but it's made with money. It's for the media. It's for all the other crap, you know. But real life love, when you're older, you know what I'm saying, you have, you're the grandpa, then you have your son, and he has his kid, you know. Those kind of dinners like that, those are only involved by people actually putting in real life, real life work, and it's real love. So my advice to you guys is please stop it. It's not going to get you anywhere. It's not cool, nor is it cute, you know. And just stop, you know, you're never really going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied with yourself. And I guess like she was saying, begin, you must love yourself first. Yeah. Uh, I think that our generation's never worked for anything. Of course not. And that's where it comes to, you know, and just love yourself, know your worth before anything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, you'll never be able to love yourself until you actually know your worth. 
And um, one way you can do that, man, is just be by yourself. You have yes. to know yourself so you have to know yourself better than anybody else. You I'm start, sorry. You gotta start dating yourself. You have to know what you want, who you are as a person, like and what you this look is, for. It's you been know? so oh my god, it's been so peaceful. Just like being alone. Like I love it. Now I'm like, damn, I don't really want to be in a relationship. But I do because I, I want that, but I don't want hookup culture. I, I, I just You don't want it forced. Yeah. I I'm so comfortable with being alone and this is wild because I've never had that. But yeah, no, I, I don't think our generation's ever worked for anything and, and people don't want that. And my, my thing is I, if I can make somebody or if I can love somebody, how I want to be loved and change their life, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's my impact. I appreciate you, man. Um, man, this is going to be awesome. I really hope people actually take this into consideration. You know, um, it's one thing that's really big with our generation. I hope this podcast lives on forever, you know, especially with my kids and your kids and so on and so forth. Hope people are just always wanting to tune in, especially to this, because this is what's going to change the generation and yeah. our kids. And hopefully we can impact the minds of the young ones, you know, because even the young kids, you know, there's like 13, 14 year old people having sex and stuff. I'm like, bro, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all here yeah. sending nudes. Oh, just all this crazy needs. stuff, bro. I literally I fear for my little sister, bro. My little sister goes to Azel High School, and I promise you, if anyone was to ever do anything with her before she's 18, you're catching a right hook. Malcolm, you can't. You're these, catching a right hook. These are things me. that are going to happen in her life. She's nah. going to learn just from, like, you learn no, from your no, mistakes. No, 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 yes. no. She's not. Exactly. I'm trying to prevent the mistakes. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, but, like, don't. Because, like, <laughs> it sucks. If I, oh, yeah, no, it sucks. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on today. I'm so glad we got to redo this. Yeah, thank you. It was really, I, I was like, I was not happy with it. I, I mean, like, I think we talked about good things, but things, we were so off topic. And I was like, I have to redo it. Yeah, I, I appreciate have to redo that. It. But thank you for of having course. me. And of course. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's Motivation Monday. Uh, I'm your host. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, so I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families and you guys are doing all the loving, the loving stuff. Uh, if you go Black Friday shopping, please be safe. You know, there's some crazy people out there. Protect yourself. Protect your wallets. Don't spend a lot of money because Christmas is coming up. But Oops. spend a lot of money because next Friday through Monday is PGR's Black Friday sale. So yes, please sir. Check it out. Everything is 50% off from... That Thursday to Monday night at 12 p.m. And then I will be shipping stuff out. Hopefully you guys have it before Christmas. And uh, I love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning into episodes one through seven. Please check it out, everything. And I love you guys so much. I'm out.